Section 31 of Humorous Readings and Recitations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Humorous Readings and Recitations. Edited by Leopold Wagner. Section 31. Mr. Cottle has lent an acquaintance the family umbrella. By Douglas Gerald. That's the furred umbrella gone since Christmas. What were you to do? Why let him go home in the rain, to be sure? I am very certain that there was nothing about him that could spoil. Take cold, indeed. He doesn't look like one of the sort to take cold. Besides, he'd have better taken cold than take our only umbrella. Do you hear the rain, Mr. Cottle? I say, do you hear the rain? And as I am alive, if it isn't St. Swithern's day, do you hear it against the windows? Nonsense! You don't impose upon me. You can't be asleep with such a shower as that. Do you hear it, I say? Oh, do you hear it? Well, that's a pretty flood, I think, to last for six weeks, and no stirring all the time out of the house. Pooh, don't think me a fool, Mr. Cottle. Don't insult me. He returned the umbrella. Anybody would think you were born yesterday, as if anybody ever did return an umbrella. There, do you hear it? Worse and worse, cats and dogs, and for six weeks, always six weeks, and no umbrella. I should like to know how the children are to go to school tomorrow. They shan't go through such weather. I'm determined. No, they shall stop at home and never learn anything. The blessed creatures, sooner than go and get wet. And when they grow up, I wonder who they'll have to thank for knowing nothing. Who, indeed, but their father? People who can't feel for their own children ought never to be fathers. But I know why you lent the umbrella. Oh, yes, I know very well. I was going out to tea at dear mother's tomorrow. You know that, and you did it on purpose. Don't tell me you hate me to go there and take every mean advantage to hinder me. But don't you think it, Mr. Cottle? No, sir. If it comes down in buckets full, I'll go all the more. No, I won't have a cab. Where do you think the money is to come from? You've got nice high notions, that club of yours. A cab, indeed. Cost me sixteen pence, at least. Sixteen pence. Two and sixpence. For there's back again. Cabs, indeed. I should like to know who's to pay for em. I can't pay for em, and I'm sure you can't. If you go on as you do, throwing away your property, and beggaring your children, buying umbrellas. Do you hear the rain, Mr. Cottle? I say, do you hear it? 
but i don't care i'll go to mother's to-morrow i will and what's more i'll walk every step of the way and you know uh, that i will give me my death don't call me a foolish woman it is you that's the foolish man you know i can't wear clogs and with no umbrella the wet's sure to give me a cold it always does but what do you care for that nothing at all i may be laid up for what you care as i dare say i shall and a pretty doctor's bill there'll be i hope there will i will teach you to lend your umbrellas again i shouldn't wonder if i caught my death yes and that's what you lent the umbrella for of course nice clothes i shall get too traipsing through the weather like this my gown and bonnet will be spoilt quite needn't i wear them then indeed mr coddle i shall wear em no sir i am not going out a dowdy to please you or anybody else gracious knows it isn't often that i step over the threshold indeed i might as well be a slave at once better i should say but when i do go out mr coddle i choose to go like a lady oh that rain if it isn't enough to break in the windows ugh i do look forward with dread for to-morrow how am i to go to mother's i am sure i can't tell but if i die i'll do it no sir i won't borrow an umbrella no and you shan't buy one now mr coddle only listen to this if you bring home another umbrella i'll throw it in the street i'll have my own umbrella or none at all ha and it was only last week i had a new nozzle put to that umbrella i'm sure if i'd had known as much as i do now it might have gone without one for me paying for new nozzles for other people to laugh at you oh it's all very well for you you can go to sleep you've not thought of your poor patient wife and your own dear children you think of nothing but lending umbrellas men indeed call themselves lords of the creation pretty lords when they can't even take care of an umbrella i know that walk to-morrow will be the death of me but that's what you want then you may go to your club and do as you like and then nicely my poor dear children will be used but then sir then you'll be happy oh don't tell me i know you will else you'd never have lent the umbrella you have to go on thursday about that summons and of course you can't go no indeed you don't go without the umbrella you may lose the debt for what i care it won't be so much as spoiling your clothes better lose it people deserve to lose debts who lend umbrellas and i should like to know how i'm to go to mother's without an umbrella oh don't tell me that i said i would go 
that's nothing to do with it nothing at all she'll think i'm neglecting her and the little money we were to have we shan't have at all because we've no umbrella the children too dear things they'll be sopping wet for they shan't stop at home they shan't lose their learning it's all their father will leave em i'm sure but they shall go to school don't tell me i said they shouldn't you are so aggravating coddle you'd spoil the temper of an angel they shall go to school mark that and if they get their deaths of cold it is not my fault i didn't lend the umbrella at length writes coddle i fell asleep and dreamt that the sky was turned into a green calico with whalebone ribs that in fact the whole world turned round under a tremendous umbrella by permission of messrs bradbury agnew and company end of section thirty one recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c